Hello? Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show? Never call me again. Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. Birdman, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I, um, good. you know, I, I I watched your live stream last night. Not the whole thing, okay. but about an hour and a half. How, how late did you go wow. last night? Oh, man, a little after one o'clock. Wow, and you started at seven. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. That's normal. And that's last that's night, fun. last night was a little bit longer, but because of the calls, we had a, yeah. we had a good calls last night. Uh, we have a um, I have a supporter of mine, massive supporter. Um, his wife was the the massive supporter before him. She actually uh, passed away from cancer, and I mean, I'm talking massive supporter. And if you see my little Stone Cold Steve Austin back here, I do the hat that he's wearing. So this hat is very special. Her brother, the woman, the woman who passed away, her brother was she was very very close to him, and he passed away. When she, I make it a very special point, and I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I make it a special point to know my subscribers when I can. I want to know them. I want to know who they are. I want to talk to them. Um, I call ourselves Birdman fam, and it's not just a term. We're family. Um, she, when he passed, when when she knew she was passing away, she said, I want to send this hat to you. This was my brother's hat. Her brother and her were very, very close and he passed away. She said, I want to send this hat to you because you have take, you have become since my brother passed away, you basically became my brother. So she sent that to me and I want to, and apparently stone cold was her, his favorite wrestler. So it was just ironic that I had that back there and I wanted to be able to put that on him as kind of like a tribute to her brother and to her. And now her husband and her two little girls have become, I mean, well, they were massive supporters before that, but they live in Tennessee. And I don't know if you heard about all those wildfires and all that, but they had a good amount of fire damage. So I wanted to, you know, when people donate during my live streams, I said, okay, tonight is not about me. I don't, I'm not going to take a penny of this. Anything that you guys send tonight is all going to them. And so the whole night was just, it, it, it just something I put together last minute. It was all about them and it turned out amazing. It just turned out amazing. Yeah. I watched it and, um, it, um, you know, one of the, the, the sense that I got immediately watching the channel last night. And so I, um, I watched the chat as well. And, um, I wanted to get a feel for, for, for what was going on in the chat, you know, along with mm -hmm. the video. And what for was sure. really interesting is, is immediately you get the sense of, of there being this greater connection. And so you can you can go to the average you know YouTube page and and there are comments and some of them are, are familiar and and you know maybe it's one creator saying something to another you know content creator or or mm -hmm. you know it's somebody that that somehow in some way knows them and and then for the for the rest of, you know everything else is it's just random stuff and um, you know pertaining to the video 
what was in, and so I've watched a few live streams and, 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 and occasionally there are people there that that you you see are, are there constantly with yours um, you know the comments were just going and going and going and there was a familiarity and, and one of the things and so you would you would acknowledge somebody you know this is a comment that they made you would you would say something um, and there was just a very obvious connection of you know this isn't this isn't just a, a guy with a YouTube channel um, and, and a bunch of subscribers that these are, these are friends, these are family, these yes. are people that there's yes. this invested connection between the two of you. How, how does that happen? How did you do that? I, I, I mean, I appreciate everybody that takes the time to come in there and watch my videos, no matter if they watch one or if they watch a thousand, well, I don't have a thousand yet, but no matter how many they watch, I appreciate every single one of them. These people take time out of their day to watch me review and react to music. I love music. I would do this for nothing. I would do this for myself. I, you know, I, I it all started with um, a reactor by the name of Billy. You so crazy. Me and him are now extremely tight. We're like brothers. And I would watch him and I'd say, you know what? A lot of how he's reacting, I do that in my car when I'm listening to music. I already do that. And I said, let me see what I can do here. So I started with the webcam on my computer and just the microphone from the computer. And I just started. I did one video and I actually sent it to Billy. And I said, you know, I'm a big fan. You know, I love watching you. Check this out see what you think. And he loved it. He said, dude, he said, you are phenomenal. He's like, you're up next. Just stay consistent with what you do. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, I, I'm doing this and I, I apparently I'm good at it. And all I'm doing is what I've been doing my whole life because music is a major part of my life. I'm a singer. I've had, you know, a cup, I've had an album out. I, I, this, I love music. So this is something that I do anyway can I do this where people will actually watch me and it's just grown. And the day that I knew I needed to stay doing this was the very first time. And this has happened on a good amount of occasions. Now, the very first time that someone told me that I helped them and this particular one, a guy told me, and this may be a little graphic, a guy told me he had a gun in his mouth and his phone dinged and he stopped for a second. He looked at it and it was a notification of a video of mine. And the video was a song and he said he felt an urge to watch it. And it was a song that I did about suicide. And it had a, um, hold on, let me turn my volume down. I'm sorry. It had a, um, it had the phone number. I made sure to put the phone number on there for the suicide hotline and something about my words. He said, he's talked to people and talked to people and talked to people and nothing could talk him into getting help. But he said, my words talked him into getting help. He called that number. And now he said, he's doing great. He's doing absolutely great. So that I had one where somebody said that they had a feeling that their neighbor was abusing their niece that lived with them. 
and he never had the urge to he 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 couldn't get himself to make the call to say something and he said my i i did a video of a, the song called Alyssa lies i don't know if you've heard that song i haven't jason michael carroll Alyssa Alyssa lies i know by watching a little bit of your your cast you're a little bit of a country music fan so I jason am. michael carroll Alyssa lies check it out when we get off of here it will it you, you'll get choked up i cried and i talked and i put the video the number up and i said if you are in a situation or you know somebody is make a call and I, I said other stuff too i i have a habit when i do these videos of getting on a soapbox but i'm just talking and i'm just leaving i'm just saying what this what something means to me messages things like that and i just tell people hey i i just talk like i'm doing right now <laughs> and that's what he did and he said that my words talked him into making that phone call sure enough she was being abused he's now in prison and she's back with her family so things like that i get i get messages like that now often so i knew i had to keep doing this that's crazy it um you know it's it's funny i um i was thinking earlier this morning you know um typically um and so i do i talk to a lot of artists a lot of musicians and um mm -hmm. it's funny i um you know i don't i don't know that i would ever i don't know that it would occur to me to to go and seek out um a, a video or or channel that you know the, the the whole premise is is music reactions and so you know i didn't really know that it existed i, I i'd maybe seen a few you know as i was scrolling but um you know, until you watch and until you, you know, especially with a live stream and you, you get this, this con connection of community and this understanding of, yes. of really what's going on, you don't really get it. It doesn't really make sense. But, but when you said, you know, this is what I was doing in my car, it, it makes me think, you know, so when I get a guest, a, a music guest on my show, the very first thing I do is I go listen to the bulk of their music, if not all of it, depends on how much they have. Some, some people are real go-getters and you, you just don't have that kind of time. Yeah. But, um, you know, I have gone and listened to, you know, several albums uh, of an artist that I would have on the show because I, I want, you want to have a sense of who they are. And you know, what's crazy is I would, you know, I, and so I would find somebody, either they'd reach out to me or I'd, I would just come across them. And, um, so here I am, I'm on Spotify or wherever their music's available, Bandcamp and you push play and you're blown away you're just like hold on yeah. how in the hell is this person so unbelievable and wow. um and i'm gonna sit down and talk to him and it's just amazing i'll tell you what and and um i want to give you this information um sure i had a guy on my show and i don't know if you've listened to the ep episode his name is colby acuff have you heard of him never not let me tell you what and so you know i was i think i was two seasons in, I think he was towards season two. And mm -hmm. um, I had talked to a lot of musicians. I had not talked to a country musician yet. And the reason for that was I'm a little picky with my with my country music. I, I really kind of like what I like. And, sure. and the thing about him is he um, his his music has that that classic country music vibe to it. Okay. Um, where you you know when he when he is singing you 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 believe that that this is him this is this is his life this is his experience yeah. this is who he is 
and he's got this song it's called moscow drinking club and okay uh, yeah and so what it is he's from idaho and so there's a city in, in idaho moscow idaho and okay. um there was a um there was a, a bar there and when they were in college they would go to the bar and and, and so he wrote the song for his buddies for the bar and um, there's a little bit of, of college rivalry going on in the song. And um, it's an unbelievable song. And, and when I heard it, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This guy is this good. And, and so he just had a new album come out. But I will tell you what, um, go check him out. And oh, yeah. if I, I think you will really like him. I enjoyed it so much. How do you... I'll check it out. How do you... And, and so your music the music that you play is is mm -hmm. these are requests yep are, are they all requests are there personal favorites are there how does it work 99 percent are requests um every like i've maybe done a few where i heard about a song re being released and i'm like oh man i gotta check that out 99 percent of them are requests and what's so beautiful is being that i love music so much my subscribers, uh, they have introduced me to so many people and artists that I didn't know. Um, you like the sound of the, the, the clap. Now, when you say classic country, are you talking classic, classic, or are you talking George Strait? What are you saying? Classic. I, you know, when I, when I say classic country, I'm talking, um, I'm talking Jimmy Rogers. I'm talking Porter Wagner. Hank. You know, um, Hank yeah. Senior, that type yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking. Okay. I am talking the old stuff, and so some of the new stuff I like. But I'll tell you what: some of the new stuff kind of sounds like um, um, Backstreet Boys. You know, you know. I heard some um, of it. You know, I, yeah. I. And so here's the thing: is my 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 guilty pleasure is is I do like Rascal Flatts, but they are the back boys, Backstreet Boys of country. Um, Let me tell you what I did, okay? Because I used to not want to hear a lot of new country because of the same thing. I was a, I, but I was everywhere from classic up to nineties country. So I would still, I, 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 the George Strait, the Garth Brooks, the Brooks and Dunn, you know, those, I, I loved them. A lot of the modern stuff, I couldn't get into it because I would say that's not country. So what I did was I, this is just me. I stopped trying to label it as a genre. And I just said, I'm just going to go into this as music and listen and see what I think. And that's, that's where, that's where my, that's where my cutoff began. And that's where I started being able to appreciate some of these newer artists. And then in the process, you find some of these newer artists like a gentleman by the name of randall king and a gentleman by the name of granger smith well granger's not really new but um randall king and he's not really new either but he's new to me he has a very george Strait-y vibe not in his sound necessarily have, have you heard of an artist by the name of daryl singletary oh yeah okay so yeah. randall king is a young and I'm married with a I'm married with a child, so I'm very firm in my masculinity. He is a young, very attractive guy who has a very Daryl Singletary-ish sound. 
And he is one of my absolute favorites. Um, my number one favorite artist, and what's ironic is my subscribers turn me on to him, is Granger Smith. He's my number one. And I, since then, have had conversations with him. And uh, just amazing guy. Down to earth, Texan, Aggie, great dude. And um, there's so many people out there that I would have never heard of had it not been for Birdman Fam and The Flock, which is my Patreon subscribers. I call them The Flock. I just would never have heard of them before. It's really surprising. I um, I have found, and so so talking to musicians, artists, creators, I have found that, um, you know, people are, are, are generally very down to earth and approachable and, and, you know, you can, you can sit down and have a conversation with them and, and they are incredibly likable. And, and what's interesting is, is, you know, and so we'll, you know, you'll, you'll have somebody that you, you know, you really enjoy what they do or who they are or, or what this persona is. Mm -hmm. And, and so you, you've got them on this pedestal and then you get them on the show and you're like, hold on, you know, this, this guy, um, he puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like yes. I do. He's um, he's exactly yes. like me, and and so there are some differences. Maybe that maybe they have a talent I don't have or whatever. But um, you know, I was thinking back to what we were, and so when we started, we were talking about the hat on on Stone mm. Cold behind you, and you know what that it when you were telling me the story, it brought to the brought to mind um, Chris Ledoux, and um, oh, I love Chris Ledoux. What's what's the song about the hat? Is it um, his Cowboys hat? Yeah. And so that's what it made me think of. And um, I love that song, too. It, um, yes. It's just interesting. You know, and so last night, I got to ask, last night, um, there was a point. And so I, I, I think I watched pretty steadily for about an hour. And then I was kind of mm -hmm. in and out with my evening, things that I had going on. And um, at one point, I came on and new kids on the block was playing and so i have <laughs> yeah, yeah it was awesome and so yes and so it took me back it took me back and i remember sure. i think and so this will kind of give you an idea how old i am i think i was 19 when they came out okay. and um i was at the pool and there was a there was a group of girls they were they were a little younger um, pre, you know, early teens, and and they had uh -huh. they had a boombox, and so they were over there. They've got the radio going, and new kids on the block came on, and they went nuts. And, yes, um, back you know, in the I, day, yeah. And so it was funny because, you know, I'm standing there watching this, and they just went nuts, and and and, and it sparked conversation. And so they, um, you know, they each had their 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 favorite new kid, and and. <laughs> they knew everything about them, and it was just this. It, I to watch them bond over over an artist or a group of artists was really amazing. And um, you know, I was never a huge fan. I um I am I'm absolutely um, a huge fan of who of what they did, who they were. Um, yes. The 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 power that they had, the the ability to to get a, a group of people together. Um, in that way it's it's magical and that's what's interesting about music is that it is just absolute magic so the idea that you could you know you could someone could get a, a text or, or get a get a notification on their phone and take a gun out of their mouth um mm -hmm. it um it's unbelievable that it happens yep. but it's not it's not um i talked to somebody the other day a musician and um he did a ted talk recently and so the the point of the ted talk was that you you need two things to survive. You need water and um, music. 
Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. And, um, well, music is really powerful. And that's what's interesting sure about what you do is that, um, you know, here I am. Here I am. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of music. I, I love music. There's pretty much any, nothing I won't listen to. You've really got to put in effort to suck bad enough to me for me not to, to listen. I, I'm so, I listen to just about anything. And um, the connection that we have with music is is that's what your show is about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, it really is. Who have you? Who have you? Who have you reviewed that you um, that you that you haven't really liked? Have you? Is there any been? Is it? Is there a type of music that you just don't like or or mumble you, rap? Mumble. You know that's funny. A lot of people don't like it. Can't um, do mumble rap. Um, I have failed. So I used to do a pass or fail. I don't know okay. if you saw any of my older videos, but I used to do a pass or fail. It was pass or fail. Uh-oh. And so two people in my history failed, and that's in a year and a half. So I got rid of the pass or fail because most of the time it wasn't going to fail. Um, there was a song by Migos called Bad and Bougie. Fail. Um, it was just horrible. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, 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 there's, there's, there's no music I won't listen to. I can enjoy any style of music. I really can. Mumble rap, I can't do. Um, this song, I, I can't listen to a hip hop song when all they talk about is how much money they have and all the women they have. And I, I just, I, I can't get into it. I just can't. Um, the other one that failed. So Zach Brown, I love the Zach Brown band have not come across a song by the Zach Brown band that I don't like Zach Brown recently. I don't know what happened, but he kind of did his own little thing over here. And it was like a pop rap thing. Really? Yeah. And he did a song called Swayze. And basically in the song, he's talking about how he's so amazing. And he's like, he's Patrick Swayze. In the first, I think, 19 seconds, they said the B word like four or five times. I'm Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I'm sorry. I... I'm a family friendly show. <laughs> so I try not to cuss, but, Oh, and I'm j in the beginning when I first started listening to it in the first 15 seconds, I knew it was going to be my very first fail. And by the end, I, it was just, it was horrible. It was just a horrible song that I could not get behind at all in any way. I couldn't find a single thing about it that I liked. Not a single thing. I did not know he had done that. It, um, you know, what's <laughs> his name? Have. Um, yeah. Um, What's his name? Um, Thomas Rhett. Um, <clears throat> he badly wants to do a, a song with um, with Bruno Mars, and, and this has been an ongoing thing. He has dropped um, blatant hint after blatant hint um, for about two or three years running that he wants to wow. wants to do something with him. And um, you know, it would be interesting. They're both um, in for what they do. They're both incredible artists. It it, it, it would be interesting to see. I. Um, I um, lost my train of thought is what no, I've done. It, um, <laughs> it happens. 
Yeah, it does. It's funny. I um, it, it happens more and more often as I get older. Anyway, um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Thomas Rhett. I can edit all this out. No, Not your before, before that. Um, um, I was going somewhere. I fail music songs that failed. Yeah, it's it's surprising to me that um, sometimes when a musician will will do something way outside of of who they are and do it poorly because the thing is is we see so many times that that an artist can absolutely do that and it can make sense yeah was it um i think it was jason aldean several years ago um did a um did a song and I, with the was it colton some colton colt ford or somebody colt like ford that? yeah dirt road anthem Right, and and so that was done, and it and it was it was definitely you know rap, spoken word, whatever, sure. and it it worked, yeah. you know, and so I enjoy it. You you see you see a lot of people that that will that will do something that works. You know, look at um, look at Taylor Swift, and so Taylor is is Ooh. somebody that um I absolutely respect what she's done. I respect her Amen. hustle and her ability. I'm not a fan of her music. Um, there's I, a lot of her stuff that I can't get into. I think, you know, there are, she has a huge following and she definitely, definitely resonates with a huge part of our demographic. It, mm -hmm. um, it's not for me. However, um, you know, she, she started out with country transition to yep. pop and, and she just has not stopped. And so it, it's really interesting to see the, the evolution of someone, you know, another thing. And so speaking of evolution, and so I was 19 or, or thereabouts when New Kids on the Block came out. Mm -hmm. And then so sh later on in the show, you, I think you, 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 were, you guys were talking about, and I don't know if you played it. I think you, yeah, you did play it. I watched the video because they were wearing the weird shorts and you had discussed how they looked, that it just seemed kind of um, unnatural and preppy for them. Um, boys to men. And so they came mm. out, I was maybe 21, 22 when they came around. And, um, yep. they, and so every, it changed. The um the, sure. the whole the whole game changed in New Kids on the Block and anybody that came before Boys to Men in that realm of of boy band of you know group um, it was over it was a done deal yeah. book was closed Boys to Men that R and B that sound their music I, great greatest R and B group of all time if you talk if you ask me if you talk to me about it that's what I'm saying their sound is just unbelievable their harmony, the way they work together. And I mean, they're still doing it today. One of them is not a part of the group today. Right. There's only three of them, but they're still doing it. And that's where, that's where, you know, when you see an artist that can withstand all of the changes in music and withstand all of the changes in generations and people still pay attention to them, that's when you know that you've got something there. Guys like George Strait, guys like Garth Brooks, you know, bands like, um, a uh, system of a down, for instance, if you want to go into a different style, they just came back with their first music in 15 years and people love it. I mean, it's it's when you can transcend and still have fans in a new generation with your music, that's when you know you've got something. I agree. And so I've got I've got a really good topic and um i've actually spoken sure. one one other guest about this but i would like to get i would like to get your view on it sure. um morgan wallen mm -hmm. um and so i are you are you familiar with what's been going on with him recently sure am yep 
You know, and here's the thing. I um, and so when I spoke to my last guest, I, I you know we were talking about Michael Jackson, and so Michael Jackson was 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 mentioned in his TED talk, and okay. um, you know the, the the thing is, is I I think sometimes me personally, and, and some of the people I've spoken to um, more recently, um, you and and so sometimes you you have to separate yourself, you have to separate the person. From the from the art, from the music, from from yep. whatever, and yep. you know, we were talking about the evolution of careers, and and this is a career that, for all likelihood, is over. Could be, could be. Morgan Wallen, um, his music is phenomenal. It's unbelievable. I, I love Morgan Wallen. And that, whenever I heard that, whenever I saw that tape, <laughs> it broke my heart. And I'll tell you, um, I said, man, is he ever going to come back from that? And what I've seen since then, which is nice, uh, since then he has put out a video telling people, don't defend me. I don't want to be defended. I did that. I made a mistake. Um, there have been several African-American um, groups that have reached out to him and said, we'd like to talk to you about how what happened hurts everybody. And he has done that with every single group that reached out to him. He has talked to all of them. Uh, I think as far as people who have been caught saying that horrible word, he has done the most in this, in this span of time to get, to show how sorry he is and to do everything he can to move past it and show that he means not what that, that he he means it he wants to get past this and he feels horrible about it i make no excuses for what he said whatsoever cuz that is a word that should not be uttered by anybody anybody no matter whether you're white yellow brown black blue purple green whatever should not be uttered um I, the only thing I will say is I respect the work that he's doing to show that he is going to do everything he can to get past it. What's going to happen? I guess we'll see. Yeah, we we definitely will. You know, the thing is, is um, it, um, it 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 was absolutely it was said at a time that um, mm. you know. Um, the, the political climate in this country right now, um, absolutely, we're at, we're at a point of, of accountability and a, coin, a yep. point of, of you know, um, absolutely understanding that um, we are a nation, we are a people. And, um, you know, to exclude someone, to, to, to make someone, you know, in any way less, um, just is not something that, that we are a nation— um, you know, the bulk of us are really willing to, um, to let happen. And, um, it, yep. it, it is absolutely heartbreaking because 
I I love his music and I I just think man, you know. And so the new album was just I mean it was it was going, and yeah. um, I I think they and I don't know if I don't listen to the radio at all. I don't either ever. Um, I don't either. But I know that it was it was pulled from the radios. I'm assuming it's still gone. Um, contract was pulled. Everything was was it was over, and and so he may come back. I hope he does. And and so here's the thing. I hope that if if you know, I hope that I hope that this is a process of mending. I hope it's a process of saying, hey, um, you know, this is absolutely what I said, what I did, how I felt, and and I hope that interacting with some of the groups that he's interacting with and, and finding some accountability and some responsibility is is a moment for for him to you know reflect and, and figure out um you know what is okay and what is not i i think the, the the great thing that potentially could come from this is um you know one of the things i get to do is i get to i get to sit down and talk with people from all over the world all over the country different demographics different races different genders and i i get to uncover the person the human being and and, and mm-hmm. you get that element of of this is someone absolutely like you and I, regardless of, of whatever else may, may be going on. And um, so that having that connection, having that interaction may, may very much um, allow him to, to, to have a paradigm shift of sorts in his head and, and figure out that, you know, um, we're just all people. And, and so I, I, sure. know, I, I, I would love to have another album someday. I, I would yeah. love to, you know, I would love to see him have a career. And um, absolutely, you know, would, his, his sound is amazing. Yeah, I would love to see him. You know, to 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 grow and 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 you know you know potentially, you know, not make those choices and um and and have a great career. Yeah, and I mean, and that's that's you know, like you're saying, you know, these people, you know, you you learn, and obviously, you've talked to a lot of them that they're they're just like me and you, and um. You know, I see a lot of that. Like when I'll do a reaction to a song, um, you know, guys like uh, Lee Bryce, I guess you probably know Lee Bryce. I do. Um, he, you know, he he found my video and he commented on there. He thanked me and appreciate and, you know, appreciated what I've done. Jimmy, are you familiar with Jimmy Allen, another country artist? I am. Uh, he did a song a while back called Warrior. And um, I did a reaction to that one. Uh, my mom, who took care of my dad for 30 years of ALS, also through that process, is a two-time cancer survivor. So I said, okay, to me, this is my warrior. You know, my mom and my dad, they're my warrior. And and, and it was, it was, the song was very woman-centric. And so I talked about my mom being a warrior. And Jimmy Allen found my video, and he thanked me, and he said, and I just want to say, definitely your mother is a warrior and i mean people like that there's an artist by the name of joe bachman he's out in florida um he did a song his his father is a retired uh army veteran and he does a lot of military centric music and he did a song called i've got it give me one second i've got to know the title i can't think of the name of it right now um but i've got to uh, a soldier's memoir and it's a song about ptsd and um, amazing amazing song and um you know i did a reaction to that when it was requested i did a reaction and joe reached out to me and he sent i think he sent me a message on facebook just thanking me over and over again since then 
we have become friends on his personal page on Facebook. And there's two soldiers in the, in the song, in the video that, uh, one of them stepped on, uh, plastic explosives and blew off both legs and one of his arms. And another one is a, uh, army veteran, both of them, you know, heroes, obviously. Since then I have become friends with Joe and both soldiers. And we talk regularly and I mean, they're people are people, you know? Yes, they are incredible. Two of them are heroes and one of them is incredibly talented, but we're still all people. Yeah, I get that. It's, um, it's, it's surprising when we, when we sit down and we get to know each other, it's surprising how little that division really is. And music is the, is the, is, is absolutely a, a platform that, can, can bring us together and, and make us understand how, how, um, how close we actually are. I've got, I've actually, Absolutely. and so this afternoon I have one of my subscribers. Um, and so subscribes on my YouTube subscribes to the, um, the podcast. Um, he's actually coming, he's, he's coming this afternoon to pick up a, a microphone from me. And so he's a, he's oh, a musician. Sweet. Yeah. He's a musician and he's got a crappy microphone at home. <laughs> and um and so i'm giving him my sm7b and um okay. he's gonna do absolutely amazing things with that mic i'm telling you and um but what's cool and so he was he was actually the first musician on my show his name his name's brandon franklin b frank and so he is a rapper out of sedalia missouri and okay. um i'll have to send i'll send you one of his videos that sure. it is unbelievable and so here's this guy out of this rural little community um, that has this unbelievable um, music video. And, mm-hmm. and so I found him on Facebook. I actually, I know his dad. And so I found the video on Facebook and I thought, well, I really like his dad and I, I wanted to, to show support. And so I gave it a thumbs up and then I went and looked at the video and was immediately, I was just like, hold on. How did this guy get this good? And, and who yeah. made this damn video? This video is unbelievable. I mean, it's like professional. And so, and I actually spoke to the videographer, had him on the show. But, um, you know, and so the, what's, what's happened is I went and looked at a video and then commented. Mm-hmm. And I eventually had him on the show. And we have become great friends. And there you um, go. My, my biggest supporter, I'm absolutely my hands down biggest supporter of everything I do. And um, it, it's amazing that you can form friendships out of out of kindness, out of music, out of sure. out of just having that that connection and that interaction. And I keep I can't I, I the one thing that I cannot get off my head out of my mind is that um, last night watching your live stream, seeing that that sense of community and the comments and the interactions and the music, and it makes so much sense when you when you when Family. you look at it and you're yeah. It's just unbelievable. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something when you really want to hear about family. Last night, at the end, when we totaled up everything, and and nobody got whenever people were making donations to me for these reactions, they'd send me money to do that. And that's how that's what these people do sometimes. They want to see my reaction so bad that they're actually they donate to me. It's crazy. But they do. Um and I told them that tonight was all about this family and what they're going through. 
end of the night, we had don't they had donated between you know what I put in there to start it, which was hundred bucks, and what everyone else put in by the end of the night, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. We had a thousand dollars to give to this family. That's amazing. And it's just a small little live stream and nobody, no, you know, there was no silent auction where people were buying anything. These were people that were donating to hear me do a reaction and out of the kindness of their heart, helping these people who they've probably never met in person. They know through my channel. They know through other, you know, maybe another reactor, Billy, you know, they, they know each other through that. And that's it. We are a family. We really, really are. That's unbelievable. It, um, you know, it's magical to see that um, the people are willing to come together. And that's the thing is, is we know that, you know, because we both interact with people so much and, and, and on, on, you know, so many platforms that you absolutely, you know, if, if you're a cynic, you know, all you have to do is, is start interacting with people and they will come out of the woodwork and you will find out how truly amazing people really are. It, um, yep. you know, I spent I spent a good portion of 2020 just pissed off, thinking, God, people suck, and um, <laughs> you know, and I was just I was belligerent about it. And um, you know, I started my my show, and I thought, you know, let's um, let's sit down and talk to people. And so I, I, you know, initially started I talked to friends and stuff like that, and then I slowly started kind of inching out there talking to full-on strangers people and so i've actually i've only actually ever met one of my my guests and so they're friends mm -hmm. on facebook whatever and and so now i have a whole new way of finding guests but um the one thing that i found out about each and every one of them and i'm like in season three i'm i'm actually recorded into season four every wow. one of them is super cool and really humble and just amazing and um you know, I have um, I have talked to people on the show, and now we're good friends. We we interact. They send me stuff. I send them stuff. Um, it is it is a friendship, and um, people all over the world, and it's it's just funny. And but the thing is, is the 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 shows that people like the best, they love the musicians. They love the music, and and it's just interesting to see people connect yeah. in that way. What um and so who who recommended last night who 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 requested new kids on the block who was that Andrea Martinez she's one of my she's actually one of my Patreon subscribers one of my regular YouTube subscribers um, I have regular conversations with her she actually not only did new kids but she did Boys to Men too okay and I I saw her in there I saw she was mm -hmm. a um she was an administrator on the chat right. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was making sure I was using the right word. Yeah, I saw I saw the name, and I had actually I had to go and Google. I googled. I'm like, what does the wrench mean? Because I've seen it on other podcasts, and I thought yeah. or other other YouTube channels chats, and I thought it's got to mean something. What does it mean? And um, and so I found it, and um, I was like, man, he's got a bunch of them. Can yep. it can it get can it can it get that out of hand and that quick? No, and it doesn't. The here, here's the ironic thing about all this. And this is, this just shows more of, of what I have with these people, with my family is that every single one of those people with the wrench, they asked for it. They said, I want to be able to help you in any way that I can. So can I be an admin or whatever 
So if something's going wrong or if you need help, I can help you. Every one of them requested it. And I said, okay. So like I have a list of reactions. They'll go in there and they'll put songs on the list. They'll keep up with the list. I have people, Jessica Smith is one of them. And she works tirelessly on my list. She, she works, she does so much stuff to keep up with everything. I don't pay her. And I've told her before, you don't have to do this, but she does it because she wants to. She said, you have helped me so much because with, with talking to me, whenever I'm feeling depressed, helping me with this, helping me with that, I want to do what I can to help you. It's just, it's wild to me. Cause I mean, whenever I do that, I mean, I have conversations with these people on Facebook, Instagram, whenever they're needing an ear, whenever they need to talk to somebody. And I just feel I'm doing my job as a human being. My motto is be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. That's my motto. And I'm just trying to help these people. That's what I'm doing as a human being. I'm doing my job as a person on planet earth. And these people go out of their way, step out of their, their box and their comfort zone to do things for somebody. I'm not paying them. I don't give them, they, they do it because they want to. I ask them, Hey, you really don't have to do this. I know I want to. And I've got so many people that do this and it send me stuff. I, I did it. I did. You mentioned unboxing earlier. I did two unboxing. I unbo- uh, opened up two boxes today of people just sending me stuff, just sending me stuff. One is from Nebraska. One's from Canada. And that one guy sent me, there's all this stuff that he has in Nebraska. And then another one was this massive, bo- and it was, it was, it was great. You're going to love this. So on the front, it's got a big maple leaf, the whole Canada thing, red and white. And on the front, it says a Canada box, but it's not a, it's E-H-A, Canada (laughs) box. I loved it. But I mean, it was full of stuff, full. And it's crazy. I've got a little moose right here from it. And the moose was in a can. Like you open up the can and it's like trapped in there and you get it out. And there's a little Canadian flag I put up here and... Last week, I did an unboxing and I opened up several things. One, a guy sent me, Jeremy Williams, he's one of my subscribers, sent me, because he's from he's from St. Louis. He got on the MLB shop and sent me an authentic St. Louis Cardinals baseball jersey customized to have Birdman and the number 19 for the year <clears throat> I started. Just sent that to me for no reason, out of nowhere. Just sent it to me. Yeah, I, I saw that, crazy. and um, it was funny. Earlier earlier today, I went and looked at some of your videos, and I came across, there's one that said unboxing, and I thought, well, he's unboxing stuff too? And then it occurred to me, the second I, I, I pushed play, I it occurred to me. It was like, you know what? I bet he's unboxing something that a subscriber sent. Yes. And, and sure enough, that's what it was, and it was tickets. And I was just like... Brittany. Yeah, here it here again is that connection. Here is that hey, we um, we have formed this community within what I do and what they participate in, and it's just unbelievable to me. I uh, and so a minute ago you you mentioned um, you know everybody has their battles, and and, mm-hmm. and 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 no one knows that better than you. And so your father was diagnosed with ALS. Yes, sir. Um. Tell, tell me about that. What what happened and, and what was it like for you? What was it like for your family? 
1987, um, he started showing symptoms. Um, whenever he's walking, my mom and my dad used to walk around the neighborhood, um, exercise every night. And he noticed his leg would drop when he's walking. Um, he was bowling and he fell. Um, wanted to know what was going on. There were so many different things, you know, uh, there was no test for ALS, you know, you have to test for everything else. Right. And then you find out later what it is. So one of the things, cause my dad was a big dipper, you know, he did the old dip thing. They said, Oh, maybe it's nicotine toxicity. He walked out of the office, threw it in the trash, never touched it again. Okay. That wasn't it. Um, eventually two years later, 1989, he got a call and his doctor, um, told him his doctor was not a, I don't want to say he wasn't compassionate. He was very blunt, very straightforward. And he said, get your affairs in order. You've got two maximum of four years to live. 1989. Um, I was nine years old. I don't have a lot of memories from when I was really young. The first memory that stands out in my head that I can remember clearly is when my mom came in. I was me and my sister were in her room and my mom came in there to tell us that dad had ALS and what it meant. That is the first memory that I have of my life that I remember, remember clearly. Um, at that point, I didn't understand it. I just knew that my mom was crying. And I hated seeing my mom cry. So I knew something was bad. Years go by. And what was really sad to me. I'm not sad that my father had ALS. Um, because even if he didn't, I could not have had a better father. There's absolutely nothing he could have done to be a better father. I am sad because he wanted to take me hunting. He wanted to teach me how to work on vehicles. He wanted to teach me so many, and he taught me so many things, woodworking, um, how to take care of a yard, so many things, but there were so many things that he wanted to do with me that he didn't get a chance to, to teach me and do with me. That makes me sad. Um, but as a father, I could not have asked for a better person, better father. Um, he taught me how to be a man, which is what a father's supposed to do. He taught me how to be a human being, you know, and this man did so much for his community. Everybody loves him. When he passed away, the visitation was scheduled for two hours. We had to go over three for all the people that were lined up to come in to see him. The line went outside of the door, out through the parking lot, down the street of people on foot, walking to walk in to talk to this man, to say goodbye to him. Um, his funeral, the church was full. They had to put overflow in a massive um, like activity center and they put a screen up so these people could see it. This is the kind of person that made me who I am. 
this, you know, he, he touched so many people. Since then, we have created a foundation in his name. He was an ag teacher. He loved kids. He loved the community. We started a foundation in his name to raise money to help kids who are in FFA and 4-H to get money to go to college. That's what he wanted. When he wrote his memoirs, he didn't want a penny. He said, every penny, if, if this thing gets published, every penny, I want to be put in a bank account and I want it to go to kids for scholarships. So since then, since he passed, we started it up and that's what we're doing. Um, it started out my first year. We took a, we, he had like a thousand something dollars in there. Um, I have sports memorabilia, as you can see back here. I sold, I'd say about $1,600 worth of my sports memorabilia. We took that and we took, my mom took some money out of pocket and we made it. We had our first event, just had an event at a hall here in town, brought a band, had food, asked for donations for silent auction, live auction. We raised $43,000 that first year. Um, and we haven't looked back. It's been ever since 2018. We haven't looked back. That's unbelievable. So, uh, what's the, what's the name of the organization? Uh, the Allen Drybrook Memorial Foundation. Okay. Make sure that you, um, you send me the, um, the link to that and I will, sure. um, I will, I will publish that and, and absolutely ask that, that anybody that, um, has any interest in that, um, that they absolutely donate. You know, the thing is, is, um, ALS says is, is, you know, the thing is, is when you, when you're told that you have ALS, that one of the first, first things you're told is that, um, it's incredibly rare and we have found, sure. um, it, it absolutely is not as rare as, 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 as we would like to think it is. Um, yeah. and so more so than anything, um, it, you know, in the, in the recent years, um, veterans, uh, military veterans, um, in increasingly increasing numbers are, are being diagnosed with ALS. Mm -hmm. It, um, they are the largest demographic at this point to to be diagnosed and, and to and to die. Um, how long did your How long did your father last? Thirty years. Thirty years. That's um, that's inspiring. Years. It, um, you know, you see people. Um, you know, I've 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 honestly I've seen people diagnosed with with ALS and and be gone in six months. And, sure, um, I've it's seen it too. It's terrifying to, to think that a life could end that quickly. I'll tell you something that's, that was interesting about my dad is, you know, people would ask, well, first off, a lot of people ask my mom, how did you stay? You know, how did you hang around? Why did you, you know? And she said, Hey, I said for better or worse. And I meant it. My dad, when they said, man, what would you do to look back and not have this disease? And it shocked me when he said, I wouldn't change it. He said, ALS made me appreciate my family, my friends, and this world so much more than I did before. I had it. It made me a better, it made me a, a better person. It made me who I am. So he said he wouldn't change it which it's hard for me to wrap my head around that, you know, but that's, that, that's, that's just him. You know, he put other people from forever, his entire life, he put other people before him. He always did that. Um, 
and my daughter, my three-year-old daughter, he passed away a month before she was born. So he never got to meet her. They have a strong connection. And when I say that, I mean that. Um, before she was born, my wife, obviously she's pregnant, you know, she's got the belly. She said, my dad does something extremely out of character one time when we're over at their house for dinner. He says, Julia, I want to hug Harper. What do you mean? He said, come over here. I want to lay my head because obviously he's in a cart at this point. Muscles completely deteriorated. He says, I want to lay my head on Harper and give her a hug. That was not like him. You know, that's not the kind of stuff that he did. So she said, okay. So she walked over there and he did that. I was going to take a picture with my phone because it was a sweet moment. And he said, no, this is our moment. I don't want you to take a picture. I believe that he knew he wasn't going to make it for her birth. And, you know, since then I've shown her pictures of him. I let her know who he is. She's only three. So I can't go into too much detail. She's not going to remember it, but she knows she see pictures and she knows one day we are coming home from my sister's house. We had a family dinner and we pull up in the driveway and I look back at her because it's my three-year-old daughter. I'm always looking back there to check on her, make sure she's okay. And she smiles at me and she looks forward and her eyes just get huge. And she says, daddy, look, there's pop. That's what we, that's what all his, all his grandkids call him was pop. And that's how we taught her to call him is her pop. Daddy, look, it's pop. She's pointing out the window at nothing. Daddy, look, that's pop, right? There's pop. And I'm like, what do you mean, sweetie? And she said, pop is right there. And she's a kid, you know, she's just, she doesn't understand the significance of what she's seeing right now. She, we, she, we walk inside and blah, 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 you know, and I'm like, I just got to know. So I get on my phone and I find a picture that I have and I show it to her. And I'm like, Harper, who's this? She said, that's pop. I said, and you saw him? She's like, yeah, I saw pop. He was there. And kids do not have the negativity and everything that we have. Kids are a lot more innocent. I think kids see things that we don't see. And she, since then, one thing that we always did is a family, we'd have a family dinner. And one thing that my dad always insisted on us doing, and we still continue to do it to this day, when I say family dinner, I mean my family, my mom, my sister, and her family. Before we eat dinner, we hold hands and pray. My dad always wanted it done. It, it was what we did. <sighs> a couple weeks ago, well, I'd say a month ago, we're sitting down at the table, me, Julia, and Harper. And Harper, out of nowhere, we're, we're, eat, we're starting to eat out of nowhere. She just stops. She puts her spoon down and she says, we need to pray. I want to pray. We have to pray. There's a three-year-old. So, okay. So we, you know, we hold hands and we pray and 
right after that, she says, I love it when my pop holds me. What? And she just kind of laughed. <laughs> and I said, did you say you love it when your pop holds you? Yeah. I said, so your pop was holding you? And she just kind of stopped for a second and kind of like gave me a look like she was nervous. And she said, just nodded her head. Yeah. So things like that, that just make me understand that he's still around. And if you, I have another story. If you see this tattoo, I don't know if you can see this butterfly up here in the tattoo. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So my life, the biggest story in my life, I call the butterfly story. Shortly after my dad passed away, we were eating lunch at a restaurant, me, my mom, and my sister. And my mom asked me if I wouldn't mind. This was November and he had passed away in September. And my mom asked if I could go to her house. Cause at this point she was actually staying at my sister's house. She didn't, she wasn't comfortable living in the house at that point because of everything that was there. That was him. It was just so hard for her. Um, we, she asked if I could go to the house, get their blower and blow out all the leaves from the beds and mulch them up with her lawnmower. Of course I do anything for my mother. So I go to the house, get the blower out, get the mower out. First thing, I walk into their garage first. That garage, I have spent many, many years and many, many thousands of hours working on wood projects with my dad. Now, since at this point, since my dad had passed in these past two months, I've walked into that garage a hundred times. No problems. I walk into that garage. Something hits me like a ton of bricks. I'm a 40-year-old man, and I can't stand. I, I Emotion hits me, and I fall to my knees, and I'm crying. Don't know where it came from. Um, when I finally am able to gather myself, I get up. I walk to the back, get the lawnmower, get the blower, bring it up to the front. I'm blowing the leaves out, and this is November. I look up on the eaves and I see a red wasp nest. I don't know how you're familiar. Where where I, I, I'm in Texas. You we don't see red wasp nests in November. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, and so it's so, cold here in November. Yeah, and it was cold here. It was at this point, this November, at this time, it was probably in the 40s. Now that's not cold for you. That's cold for me. That's cold for me. Okay, <laughs> so there's a red wasp nest which is strange for there to be a red wasp nest with red wasps on it. And I'm allergic to red wasps. So I'm a little nervous with continuing with this heavy machinery, blowing through and walk going right past them. All of a sudden I get an urge to look over to the right. I look over to the right and there's a bright yellow butterfly. Now, again, it's 40 degrees outside. Yeah. In November, you don't see butterflies very often. This butterfly flies up, flies right over to me, and it's literally two feet away from me, just not moving, flapping its wings like it was 
getting my attention. Immediately, it came up right in front of my face and went right through where I was supposed to go with the leaves. Now, my dad, whenever I was concerned about something, would always tell me, just push through, just do it. And that's the feeling I got from that butterfly. So I pushed through. I was fine. Now, that's the first part. I'm, I, I, get, I get done blowing the leaves and I'm mowing. I get halfway done with mulching the leaves. And all of a sudden, and remember, it's cold. Head to toe, I feel warm. Not overwhelmingly hot, but warm. And I look up, and the butterfly is flying again in front of me. And it flies up. So I follow it naturally, human instinct. I look up. I kid you not, I see my father. And like, like I'm looking up, like over by the clouds, I see my father and I don't see my father in his cart with ALS. I see my father as a 30 some odd year old man. That's healthy. Standing next to him is his father who I lost when I was 32. We lost when I was 13 and they're smiling at me. I don't know what you call that. Um, but obviously, I'm overwhelmed at this point, and I'm tears pouring. I finish up what I'm doing, and I start to take the mower back to the backyard. I take it back, and I walk out, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm about to leave, and I'm like, I wonder if that butterfly is still over there because it was parked over by a, a landscape bed. So I walk out, and I look over there, and it was all the way across the yard, and my mom has a big yard. As soon as I looked at it and saw it, it flew back up and flew over to me. And it flies up through a tree and goes over to the side to the side yard. Now, my dad used to love watching me mow the yard. Loved it. He'd sit there on his cart and watch me the whole time. If I missed a spot, he'd drive his cart over to where I missed and he'd go. <laughs> like telling me telling me I missed a spot. That's funny. This butterfly flies up through the tree, goes right over to the side yard. <laughs> Where at this point, I was so overwhelmed that I didn't realize that I missed the entire side yard. And the butterfly, I kid you not, dips down and comes back up. Basically, <laughs> like my dad would have done. So I'm just, at this point, I'm still crying. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, all right, dad. I go back. I get the mower. I come back. I finish the yard. Take it back. Get in my truck. And I'm as I'm leaving, I look back over again. Now, I remember earlier, I had seen my dad and his dad standing next to each other. I'm driving away. There's two butterflies playing right in the same landscape bed next to each other. That's my butterfly story. That's awesome. It's, um, yeah, it, um, it's funny that, um, you know, that butter butterfly told you about yourself and, um, wasn't willing to let you do a piss poor job on the yard. How dare you? <laughs> Just like my dad. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's what they do though. You know, it's, um, you know, I lost my mom, um, in 2019 and, um, mm. I'll tell you what it's, um, you know, you, you, you appreciate them and, and you appreciate the yeah. sacrifices and who they are and, and, and who you are because of them. I'll tell you what, when you, when they're gone 
then you that's when you really appreciate and, and you really get a sense because you're you're able to 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 step away separate yourself from from the situation from the person a little bit and and get this greater understanding of the impact you know yes. that they had in your life and in the idea you know i've 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 found recently um you know um things there there are things in life and so i'm you know i'm getting older and and so I, I I get agitated pretty easy because I'm old and, and I've lived long enough to 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 come to the, the the decision that there are absolutely certain ways that that certain things are done and when those things are not done in that way, um, you know then I'm 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 not happy about it and this is how it's done and, and it makes me think of my mom you know um, you know I will I will roll around this house all day here where I live turning off lights behind people. And, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, yes. and so I, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, we, um, we're not heating outdoors. And, um, the, oh, the, yeah. the door was open a little Classic. longer than I, I was kind con- yeah, a little, little longer than I was comfortable with. And I was like, well, we're not heating the whole neighborhood. And, um, I turned off a light about a week ago in the bedroom and, um, I started laughing because like you, it, it made me think of my mom. It made me think of, um, you know, and, and I thought, you know, if she were here and this not, it isn't even her house, but if she were here, she would turn that light off. And then she would say to you, um, well, I don't know if you were done with that or not. And if you were still using it, but I went ahead and turned it off. And, um, you know, and that was her way of telling you about, about yourself that, you know, Hey, um, what are you made of money? Turn the lights off. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It, um, and so your father passed from ALS and that had to have been, you know, the thing that I, the thing that I know is that, um, I think a lot of people, um, you know, and so that you, you, it's easy to look at someone with ALS and just think, fuck, you know, what's, what are they going through? What's their life like? Yeah. Um, the, 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 the caregiver, the family, the, the spouse, um, mm. you know, if a medical team has to come in as a caregiver, um, for them, it's incredibly difficult. And um, yep. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about speaking of caregivers, I want to talk about the blue light. Yes. Tell me about the blue. I, and so you'll notice I have my blue light on and my blue light is on in honor of you and your blue light. And so tell me about the uh, blue okay. light. So ever since this whole COVID-19 thing started, uh, I heard something called the light it up campaign and it was basically a blue light to honor healthcare workers and all essential workers throughout this covid 19 pandemic so whenever i used to do my videos uh depending on the song or whatever i would change the colors my background so you know i could do whatever you want. I could, you know, I got all kinds of colors here. What, 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 you know, where do you, where do you want to be? You know, I can do it. The COVID-19 pandemic just made me decide to keep it right here. And through every video I I've done since I started doing this, I make sure everybody knows that that blue light is to honor healthcare workers and all essential workers you know, on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I make sure every one of them knows that what they're doing out there is appreciated and that they're heroes to me. Um, that I, 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 you know, I have appreciated my uh, frontline workers. I have appreciated, you know, police, military, everybody, uh, hospitals, nurses before that, 
you know, I am a, I am a staunch, you know, supporter of the, of them. And this just made it even more what they're doing, what they do for us on a daily basis is extraordinary. Matter of fact, uh, the gentleman who has uh, been a massive supporter who we did the live stream for last night is a former Marine who is also a medic now. So, you know, I, that that's, that's where I'm at. You know, I, I support these people with everything that I have. And I tell them, you know, I cannot express in words how much what you do means to me. And that's whether they are a police officer, whether they are a nurse, whether they are an essential worker, a soldier, everybody that put their lives on the line for me. And nurses are doing that too now. Doctors put their lives on the line for me, for us. You don't know me, but you're putting your life on the line for me. I can't, I can't appreciate that enough. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It, um, and so I have my blue light on in honor of your blue light. And um, I appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate you doing that. And so I, I appreciate, I appreciate your show. I appreciate who you are and what you do. I appreciate the the connection that you have with your subscribers and that, um, it's more than a channel. It's, it's more than a hobby. It's, it's, it's more than a reaction. It's, um, it's a community. It's family. It's um, it it, it's us it overcoming overcome overcoming. It's us overcoming <laughs> our, our our differences in in who we are in society and and you know it's um you know it happens and um you know you go through your week and you you deal with what you deal with and and you know you you have situations where you know someone someone sustains fire damage and and spouses mm-hmm. die and and so many things affect us. Um, throughout the week and throughout our lives and to have a place at the end of the week to, to come and, and relax. And, and it's a safe environment. Um, everyone knows everyone. And, um, you get to just, just take a few moments to, to listen to some music. And, um, you know, I think that's, I think that's very, I, I think it's very special. I have, I have a whole new respect for, for what you do, having, having partake, Part, you know, having having participated in in the in the yeah. live stream, you um you absolutely get that sense of of family and of community. Um, and the same the same family that dealt with all of that, that is deal that dealt with you know losing their mother to cancer, the fire damage, all that. Their sixteen year old daughter is now fighting cancer. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's just crazy. And, you know, these people and it's the same thing with me, like, you know, there's so many people out there in this world that they'll hear a song and it'll remind them of someone they've lost and they turn it off because they can't handle it. They can't listen to it. And, you know, God bless them. I appreciate those people. I'm not like that. Whenever I hear a song that makes me think of my dad, I don't turn it off. I turn it up. Um. I'm going to cry probably, but that tear or those tears, those are memories to me. 